0: This podcast is brought to you by Vibi.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some Unicoins of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Internet, this is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I am a free agent head coach and analyst as well as a contributor for Slingshot Esports. And welcome to day four of our rough drafts EU LCS preview podcast. We have been looking at every team in the European LCS one by one. We're going to break it all down and try to make sense of it as we head into the summer split. And today we're going to be talking about one of the old guard in Europe. That is welcoming back a legend into their home. And I couldn't think of anyone that I would rather break this down with than my good friend uh, and c- fellow contributor for Slingshot Esports, Walter C80 Svedchuk. Walter, how you doing, man? I'm
1: doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty good. We get to talk about one of the longest tenured European teams, actually. They, they might be the longest tenured European team at this point. Yeah, they're the oldest team in the European LCS. How, how ridiculous is that?
0: The Season 1 World Champions. We have to keep all of that in mind. It is Fnatic, of course, that we're talking about today. And certainly this offseason was much less of a big splash than some of the other teams we've talked about so far. Uh, It's a homecoming, really. It's Yellowstar, having had his stint over in North America on TSM, has come home and replaced Cly on the Fnatic roster, with Cly now going to the Fnatic Academy spot. They got third place last split uh, with a 3-1 victory over Vitality in the quarterfinals, a 1-3 loss to G2 in the semis, and a 3-2 victory over H2K in the third place game. Walter, you watched Yellow Star for a whole split on TSM. What was your first thought when you saw this move come into play?
1: It was the most obvious transaction to ever happen in the history of the LCS. North America or Europe. The second he said he was le- like, the second there was any rumor of her- him leaving TSM, it was like, okay, so how soon until Fnatic resigns him? Because he is Fnatic. He is, uh, other than leaving for TSM, which I think is heartbreaking for if you are a longtime Fnatic fan, he's been with Fnatic for the majority of his career. He's become uh, synonymous when you think of Fnatic and you think of success. And I can think of no other place. In the world that he should be playing outside of the orange and black.
0: Yeah, this just made so much sense. And it really comes down to what Yellowstar has always been to this fanatic team that he just wasn't able to be in team solo mid. TSM has a lot of shot callers. They have a lot of guys with a huge amount of game sense that like to dictate the pace of the game. But that's been Yellowstar's strength. He has been a student of the game for years now. One of two players to have been to all five world championships and the only one of those two that has a chance to make it to a sixth this year, it certainly just seems like having that presence, being able to have that more comfortable bot lane, Reckless has always done better when Yellowstar is on the rift by his side. You have to imagine that this was just one of those no-brainer decisions for basically everyone involved. And that leaves us with our storyline to watch, Walter. When you look at this team and you look at what they're going to need to do in order to reach the heights that are now following them, now that they've brought Yellow Star back, what do you think is the most important thing for this team's success?
1: The, the biggest storyline to me is going to come down to something that's been brought up before when it comes to Reckless. And is it does Yellow Star make Reckless successful? Is Reckless? incapable of being a successful 80 carry without this sort of safety blanket of yellow star and if that is the case how dangerous now is fanatic going to be when they have their 80 carry and support at full strength uh yellow star didn't really fit in with double lift uh, on tsm and it could just be that the differences between reckless and, and double lift in terms of their play style don't fit the play style that yellow star has If that is the case and Reckless is another type of player and goes to another level when Yellowstar has his support, this is this could very well be a very, very dangerous team and contend for the best spot lane in Europe, if not all of the Western world.
0: Yeah, I think that's very fair. Certainly, Reckless has looked significantly better when he's had Yellowstar by his side. And Yellowstar looked a lot better when he had Reckless by his side. The stats for Yellowstar on TSM were not particularly great. Uh, His warding stats were above average, but everything else kind of fell off. So it seems like certainly having that comfort level can only be a positive. But for me, the thing that I want to watch most comes down to spirit and just what kind of force he can be for this team. When this team was going through the playoffs and were taking teams out and really surpassing anything that we'd seen from them in the regular season outside of maybe their appearance at IEM Katowice, it was because they were able to follow a very specific team plan. There was a goal that all of them were working towards, and they had a very specific style of composition that they knew how to execute. And the linchpin has always been, is Spirit consistently making an impact? or our solo laners to get ahead. Because when he was, this team was very difficult to beat. And when he wasn't, this team finished 9-9 and in the regular season. So, to me, that's the storyline to watch. But when I think about the best case scenario for this team, I look at all of these really tasty mid lane changes uh, that happened with the 6.9 update. The mid lane matters So much right now in the current meta. There are so many champions, especially with Talia now coming in, the champion spotlight really showing off how, you know, another mid laner that could significantly impact the game and create a very particular play style for their team. This is for strength. This is what this team can now rally behind. Let this guy be the carry that you know he can be. Let Reckless, instead of having to be the hard carry and having to worry about things like shot calling, now Yellowstar takes that goal on. And Reckless just has to make sure that he does enough to put them in a position to take advantage of the objectives. And Spirit doesn't have to force as many plays because he now has these other lanes that he could rely upon. This could be a huge shift for Fnatic. If everything breaks the way that it can, Fnatic could be the best team in Europe. That is in play here because they now have the mindset and the understanding of the game to match what should be a fundamental meta shift that plays in their favor when they have a mid-centric team like they do with Fabiven here. But of course, there are two sides to every coin, Walter. I just talked about the best case scenario. If there's going to be a worst-case scenario for this team, how do things fall apart?
1: So for me, it comes down to they didn't replace what I thought was the weakest link on their team, which was Gamsu in the top lane. He wasn't particularly a very strong top laner. He was a good middle-of-the-road, middle-of-the-pack top laner. But his teleports timing was sometimes very, very off. He had very strange... Teleports back into lane. He had very strange back timings. Build paths were sometimes unusual, and he didn't seem to have any of those games that I remember him on Dignitas having a very super hard. I'm going to solo carry this game. Uh, except one Olaf game, I believe in particular. So when I look at what Fnatic is supposed to be now with Yellow Star coming back. He made it work with Rainover and, and Huni, but he left before he had any chance of making any sort of impact with Gamsu and Spirit. And it did take Fnatic a split to really come into their own and really establish themselves as the best team in Europe. That that spring split, they were good. Summer split, they were even better, and they were the semi a semifinalist at Worlds. So. I'm very hesitant about whether bringing back Yellow Star is going to make such a tremendous impact on Gamsu and turn him into one of the better top laners in Europe, which I think is going to be required.
0: Well, let me give you some stats that back up everything you just said. The CS differential at 10 minutes amongst top laners in Europe. Gamsu was the second worst. The only one that had a worse laning presence in the top lane was Adam, which is not one of those sentences that you really want to hear ever said for any reason. There were only two top laners that were uh, behind by more gold at 10 minutes than Gamsu was. Those were Kickus and Adam. The CS permitted, only Smitty J and Adam were worse at that regard, and Smitty J only played four games. The earned gold permitted, only Freddy122 and Adam performed worse These are all problems. These are all significant flaws in his game. The one thing he has going for him is that they gave him no resources last split. He had the lowest percentage of gold for his team of any top laner in Europe. That means that there are a lot of reasons why maybe he didn't shine the way that uh, other top laners might have. But to me, that says more about the fact that we were in a top lane-centric meta and Fnatic did not feel comfortable putting Gamsu in that position and playing around him, that tells me that they see it as a weakness as well. And if they're not going to address that weakness, then certainly it could come back to haunt them. But Walter, all of this taken into account, where do you see this team ending up at the end of the day?
1: Again, this is a very talented team, and we have to look back at past performances by Reckless when he plays with Yellow Star. When he's with Yellow Star, he's arguably the best 80 carry in Europe. Uh, it, there's no doubt. You can look at the stats, you can look at everything that happened, look at the transition that he made when he went to Elements, and then when he came back, he was an entirely different player. Fibivin and Reckless, without this shot-calling burden sort of set upon them by Yellow Star's departure... Getting rid of that now allows them to focus on what they are, which is extremely good carry players Fabivin. Let's not forget, Last MSI was solo killing Faker and was really, really taking it to arguably one of the top two teams in the world. Now he gets to focus on, let me just dominate my lane. Let me just go in and get kills in my lane. Let me then spread that impact across the rest of the map with my roaming. Spirit and Gamsu... Don't have to worry about shot calling. They can focus on what they do best spirit, getting into the enemy jungle, being hyper aggressive, getting his lanes ahead. At the end of the day, this is probably a top three team in, in Europe when it comes down to it. And their top three finish last summer or last spring now gives them a very. In their top three finished last spring, now puts them into a very, very strong position when you go towards looking towards Worlds and getting Yellowstar his sixth consecutive World Championship appearance.
0: Yeah, this is a team that finished third last split. They're a team that right now I have penciled in to finish third of this split. Obviously, we're going to go over all of them when we're done with this podcast series before we make our final predictions, but somehow adding Yellowstar hasn't Moved the meter for me all that much. And I think that says as much about how much faith I have in Daylor and the coaching staff that I felt like even with some falling off in terms of their shot calling system, they had a good enough sense of the game when it mattered most when the playoffs rolled around. That I think that they can be that team a lot more consistently now that Yellow Star is back rather than this being some complete innovative shakeup. But I do think that there is a chance for them to surpass that spot. And it will come down to how impactful can Fabiven be compared to how much does Gamsu detract from this unit? Luckily Europe is not a region with a ton of very strong top laners, but depending on where the meta goes, depending on how these teams match up against each other, Fnatic is going to have to learn how to play through all of these lanes to minimize the damage that Gamsu could potentially do to them if he does not shape up. But who knows? Maybe with Yellowstar at the helm, some of these shot calling things in game get fixed, some of the systemic bonuses that we've seen Daylor accomplish when he has time to prepare, like for the European playoffs or for IEM Katowice will come to pass. And as you said, this team could be in a very good spot when we're looking at points and qualifying for Worlds that way, regardless of whether they're able to have put this put them over the edge to being the top, top contender. But that is day four of this podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, you should definitely go back and listen to the first three we've done. We talked about Schalke uh, on day one. H2K on day two, and at yesterday. We've also been doing wrap-ups in North America. We did Cloud9, NRG, Immortals, and Echo Fox today. So you should check all of those out. You can find those episodes and more on soundcloud.com slash esports rough drafts. You can also subscribe there and make sure that you get all of our episodes moving forward. You can also find us on iTunes if you search rough drafts under the podcast section there. Uh, you can also find us on social media. I'm at RedShirtKing. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? I'm at C80s underscore LOL. And you guys should come back tomorrow for day five as we look at a team that isn't really getting a lot of love from the critics. And I don't think we have a lot of love for them either, unfortunately. But until then, goodbye, Internet.